Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson. Hey, welcome back to the Mark for Eternity podcast. Jeremiah, Paul Johnson here in the studio. Thanks so much for joining us on season one. We're having fun. Yep. Dialoguing, talking about Ephesians 4, passage, fivefold ministry, reformation in the church, the restoration of all things. God is really just doing a great work in our hearts uh, through this episode. want to thank you for commenting. Thanks for the likes. The subscribers, those who are joining us, Paul, we want to talk on today's episode a little bit about the giving more language to the ministries. You know, I think that a lot of people are hearing this for the first time. They're starting conversations. Can you talk to a little bit with us about some of the language God's given you for the ministries? Yeah. So I said in a previous episode that there are five ministries with a fivefold mission. And there are five results that happen. And so I get this right from Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. So we see in verse 11 that you have apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers that are given by Christ. Why are they given? We referenced heavily, number one, their first mission is to equip the saints for the work of service. We talked about the difference between being equipped and being entertained and the seismic shift that needs to take place in the body in order to receive from the ministries, because true fivefold ministers are going to want to equip you. They're yeah. not going to want to entertain you. So that's number one. Number two is to build up the body. We talked about the differences between how they build up the body, right? Apostles will tell you to grow up, prophets wake up, evangelists giddy up, shepherds heal up, and teachers study up. Those different words that they're transmitting to the body. Their third mission is to attain the unity of the faith, right? This is a really important point in this passage is that it says that these ministries are given by Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith, right? So until is the Greek word makri. It's a time signature word. So it means that something is happening until something else takes place. So to make it really simple, if I said I'm going to do five jumping jacks until you say go and I do jumping jack, you say go, I stop. Something happened that caused the cessation of my jumping jacks, right? So he's saying I gave these ministries, five ministries until. So you have to ask yourself, if you don't believe in the fivefold ministry, if you don't recognize and honor the fivefold ministry, then why? Because the scripture says until we attain to the unity of the faith. So are you honestly saying that you believe that the fivefold ministry is no longer in existence today because we've attained unity in the faith, because we now know fully and experientially the knowledge of the Son of God, because you think the body has reached maturity? I mean, that would be an asinine claim that you can't really substantiate. So the ministries are given until the unity of the faith until we have the full uh, knowledge of the Son of God, that this is important. Yes. Yeah, you know, you have a whole group out there who believes that modern-day ministries of apostles and prophets 
no longer exist. I mean, then you have cessationists, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for today. So, I mean, to me, this is like one of the key until we all reach unity. So anyone that does not believe in fivefold ministry by way of inference believes that we've already reached unity, which we know is not true. Or Paul, you know, I, I've interviewed some people about fivefold ministry, some quote senior leaders, and their response to this is, I am all five. So you even have a realm of arrogance and pride operating in church leaders where they're not open to the fivefold ministry because they think they're Jesus Christ. They think they have all five ministries. So super important distinction there until it hasn't happened yet. And until it hasn't happened yet, which we really believe will be until he returns, until fullness himself returns, we're always going to need five ministries in the body to point us to manifest, to demonstrate Christ. Right. In the same way that the closing of the canon of Scripture in no way indicates that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased, neither have the fivefold ministries that the Lord Jesus has given to equip and build up the body. They've not ceased either. Yeah, because really you're saying parts of him have ceased and none of him has ceased. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, totally. Right. And so even like saying, you know, I'm all five, which is hilarious, by the way. Remember that we're not saying that this is how vast and how awesome Christ Jesus is. That we're not saying that you could get an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a shepherd, and a teacher in a room, and you've got those five people standing there, and it's like, now we have the fullness of Christ. No, we're saying all the prophets, all the apostles, all the evangelists, shepherds, and teachers not just on the earth, but for all time, for the, the echoes of history, all of them, then then you have the fullness, but then you're still not the Son of God. Then you're still lacking and you're not Christ Jesus himself with all power, with all authority, with thrones and rulers and dominions under his feet. That's powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And it, and it rightfully should cause us to bow low before him. Rightfully should help us to understand, again, only one chief apostle, only one master prophet, all of this, all of these terminologies, all these religious traditions of men, all of this stuff has to be torn down. It has to be exposed and it has to be, you know, rightly called out. And then again, what we're here to do is to get point people back to this is this is what it is. This is what it's not. So, Paul, keep keep going. Keep teaching. Yeah. So you got the you got the fivefold mission of equipping the saints. Number one, building up the body of Christ. Number two, attaining to the unity of the faith. Number three, knowing fully and experientially the Son of God. Right. So, if you're a fivefold minister and you're bringing the knowledge of the Son of God, then you have to know Christ for yourself. Yeah. Which I think we don't preach Christ because we don't know Christ because we preach other people's things because we don't have a relationship with him for ourselves. And then lastly, uh, fifth is maturing to the stature of Christ's fullness. So the fivefold is given for these reasons. That's that's our mission yeah. for, for the maturing of the saints, equipping the saints, attaining unity, knowing the full uh, experientially the son of God and building up the body. If the fivefold could just capture that this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Not entertaining, not placating, not uh, pandering to people's expectations of you or their carnal desires, but equipping, training, releasing, 
building up, seeking after unity amongst the fivefold and in the body, then powerful things would begin to take place. So you have a fivefold ministry with a fivefold mission. Now you have fivefold results that take place. And again, I'm not making stuff up. I'm not reinventing the wheel. This is right from Scripture. If you read Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, so the five results are laid out in verses 14, 15, and 16, which I want to read to you. It says, as a result, okay. right? As a result, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, Christ from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So what are the results? If the fivefold gets on that fivefold mission, yep. the result, number one, this is easy, is maturity, right? Yep. As a result, we're no longer to be children. Yeah. God doesn't want us to remain infants. I'm so glad that you were born again, but you're supposed to grow up and grow out of diapers and learn how to feed yourself just like a natural child. It's amazing how so many times the Lord is revealing spiritual truth in natural revelation. Yep. He's showing us, hey, you see your kids grow up, you yourself grow up. I mean, it would be really weird and ridiculous if you had a 15-year-old that was still breastfeeding. Yeah. If you had a 10-year-old that was still in diapers, God wants us to grow up. He wants us to mature. He doesn't want us to be children, but we're to grow up. What are we to grow up in? We're to grow up into a body that matches the head who is Christ Jesus. Good. Number two, the second result is stability. You're not to be tossed by every wind and wave of doctrine. I mean, it grieves me, but the church goes through fads. Yeah. She goes through cycles. She goes through obsess obsessions. She experiences exaggerations, which oftentimes happens through when something's being restored, there's exaggeration that happens. There's obsession that happens. So it's like we, we, ha we lack stability, stability in faith, stability in uh, recognizing that Christ is doing something powerful in our midst. And if we would grab a hold of him and we would be anchored and rooted and grounded, we wouldn't be tossed here and there. Yeah. We wouldn't be going through cycles and seasons and these things. We would be firmly rooted and grounded in Christ. Yeah. Yeah, the maturity and the stability of the body. I mean, I think every parent wants their child yes. to mature and mm -hmm. wants to see their child stabilized, you know, healthy. So, yeah, man, I, again, I think we've done a lot of tearing down. We've done a lot of exposing, but now we're, this is what it can and should look like. Yeah. When fivefold ministry becomes operational, when we understand one another, when we learn how to work together, there's a, you know, there's amazing things that are going to happen. I mean, to me, this is a message of hope. Yes. This is a prayer assignment. Lord, bring maturity to your body. Yes. Lord, stabilize your body. But again, oftentimes in order for that to happen, we're going to have to do it Jesus's way. We're going to have to follow his eternal purposes and plans rather than making up stuff. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So you have Number one is maturity. Number two is stability. 
Number three is truthing it in love. And what do I mean by that? So in verse 15, Paul writes, but speaking the truth in love. Now, the, the word speaking the truth that we translate there, I feel this is important. Just don't hang on. Don't, don't let me lose you. Okay. In Greek, truth here is a verb. We don't use truth as a verb in English, right? So the, the Greek word for truth as a noun is aletheia. But here he's saying aletheuo, which is a verb, which means it's not just speaking the truth in love. It's literally living the truth or truthing it. Yeah, that's you're, good. you're truthing it in love. So all, not just my speech is in love, not just all it, it's it's my um, my whole life. Every aspect of my life is in the truth. That's a result of the fivefold ministry, bringing maturity, bringing stability is that there we're truthing in love, not just merely our speech. Yeah. Number four is the body is fitted and held together. This is what we need. We need the body relating, cohering, uh, supporting each other. I think the body is so disjointed because the fivefold is disjointed because the fivefold isn't fitted and held together. The fivefold is at opposition with one another rather than celebrating and honoring and encouraging one another. So that's the fourth result. And lastly, the fifth right from scripture is by that which every joint supplies, that means we're functioning together, that we're actually activated, we're in the game. So you see how maturity, stability, participation, uh, cohering together, supporting one another, being fit together by that which every joint supplies. I mean, Paul's revelation here of what happens when the fivefold ministry is active and equipping the saints, the results that it brings. I mean, you, you could quite literally trace every problem and every lack and every void and every chasm in the body of Christ back to the fivefold ministry not operating, not functioning, or operating in part where certain aspects of the ministry of Christ are dismissed, are neglected, or you're taught a doctrine of demons that they don't exist today, and anyone who, who has an apostolic or a prophetic ministry in particular is a deceiver. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're literally, we're literally talking about giving Jesus what he's so worthy of. Yes. I mean, this is what his blood purchased. Yeah. It not only purchased our salvation, but his blood also purchased a way for the ecclesia, the church, to gather together and function in a healthy way. Yeah. I mean, you know, my heart just, Paul, gets burdened and almost distressed looking at the state of the church today, looking at the division, looking at the lack of unity. And I'm like, Lord, in one passage, yeah. Ephesians 4, you're laying out your eternal purposes and plans for us. And I even feel like the Lord is saying, like, where's a group of people that are willing to pursue this? You know, it's like for all our our mission statements and our visions and, and, you know, here's who we are one to five. Does any of this even remotely capture this? Yeah. And it's interesting too, if you just continue reading in verses 17 and 18, Paul saying that we're not to walk as Gentiles in the futility of our minds, darkened in our understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the hardness of their heart is like, the fivefold brings revelation of Christ, which is what we need, which is what we're all longing for. Yeah. That we were made for God. We were made for him. We were made to know. We were made to understand. 
We were made to feel and sense the presence of the Lord, and there's nothing that satisfies the human soul. I mean, I've said this on other episodes, but I just feel led of the Holy Spirit to go here to talk about loneliness, right? Yeah. I believe that loneliness is the soul reaching for God. And you can be married and be lonely. You can have a ton of kids and be lonely. You can have a successful career. You can be a millionaire yeah. and be lonely. And so the fivefold brings the revelation of Christ so that we can see, we can have the knowledge of the light of Jesus shining, the hope of the world, right? Christ himself, Christ in you is the hope of glory. That's the mystery, Colossians 1, that is revealed to us that we have Jesus yep. living on the inside of us. That's why it's to your advantage that he goes away, right? So that the Holy Spirit, the helper, will come because Jesus in his humanity, he was limited, right, in his locale. But now he's saying, it's to your advantage because when I go, I'm going to send the helper and my spirit is going to live inside of you and I'm not going to be limited just in where's Jesus. No, Jesus lives in me. He's purchased me with his blood. His life-giving spirit is within me. Even though my outer man is decaying, even though I might be struggling with sickness or depression or, or wrestling through something, my inner man is being renewed day after day after day. The life of God is being imparted to my spirit. It takes revelation to know that, to understand that faith to believe that, all of that gets imparted to the body through the equipping of the saints, through the building up of the church, through the ministries of apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. And our prayer is that God would restore yeah. the ministries to the church. Not, it's not that, oh, he's going to go do something new. Right. It's really he's restoring what is old, what is ancient. And it's about our paradigm and our perception where we have to have the right biblical perspective that, hey, God has given these to the church and we need to find them, honor them, embrace them and walk with them and celebrate them rather than looking to be entertained and looking to, hey, I, what what's in it for me? Yeah, the new thing is the old thing. You know, I mean, do I believe a new generation is emerging that that's going to grab hold of this like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But Paul, I've even wondered when Jesus prayed the prayer in John 17, Father, I pray they would be one. He prays for unity, no, knowing Christ and knowing that he knew what would come after he shed his blood, after he rose again, knowing the ascension, like the unity that he prayed is what we're talking about. I mean, there has to, there has to come a time. And I even, I feel like there are people watching today that a spirit of unity is resting on you. I feel like there are people watching today who have blueprints, who have plans, eternal purposes of God on the inside of you. And we're just giving you permission. I, I pray that our, our, our time today is giving people permission to hear and obey the Lord. It's strengthening people. It's giving people a vision. It's almost like it's like I see an emptiness, that loneliness that you're talking about, and I see the Word of God fitting in and sliding into these broken uh, prayer burdens that people have and becoming a blessing. So, Paul, thanks for sharing, for pouring your heart today, for unpacking that that scripture. And how many pastors are trying to do it all by themselves Yeah, that are lonely, that are hurting, or if you would make room for others, if you would embrace the fivefold ministry, if you would allow God to open up your heart and change your paradigm 
or give you the courage to actually step into what you believe and make room for others, your life, your church, the people that you serve would be profoundly blessed. That's the restoration that we're praying for, that pastors would share the pulpit once again. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us today on today's episode. Again, comment, let us know how you're feeling, how you're hearing this. We'll be back with you next. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the March for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our ultra-global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealtraglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.